now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. Come with me, and you'll be. Come with me, and you'll be. In a world of your imagination. Come with me, and you'll be. In a world of your imagination. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of The Awakened Soul. I'm sorry, but see you guys, hear from you guys, talk to you guys, whatever you want to call it. We're back for another week. We do have the return of the unpopular opinion from my sister Shanice, as well as Group Grady is back with his petty news segments. We have the stupid idiot of the, of the week, two of them this week, which are just extremely stupid. Uh, the Andrew Bello actually returns also for a stay woke segment. It's been a while since we've done the stay woke segment around here. So um, and we, we get into conversations more than just politics. So while it is the stay woke segment, it it's a larger piece of the actual episode. I'm looking forward to to actually having that conversation with with Andrew Bello. It's it's always good when we have Andrew Bello around. I know some of you guys have a distaste for some of his opinions and his thoughts, but nonetheless, it's always a great conversation. You always get a different point of view, a different um, perspective. What you decide to do with that, that is completely up to you. But that's what we do here at The Awakened Soul. We like to present everyone's thoughts um, and other sides of the coin, not necessarily meaning that I even agree with the other side of the coin that we that we display sometimes, but it's good to have those conversations. It's good to get that piece out of here, and that's what you can come to expect. Anyone who this is their first time listening to the Awakened Soul, hello, I'm CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO H A I Z E. You can also follow the Awakened Soul podcast at Awakened Soul Pod. But what you guys are going to get here with this episode of the Awakened Soul, what you guys are going to get with this podcast in general is open conversations, um, think pieces. Also some fun. That's what a stupid idiot segment of the week is for. But you know what? Enough of me prefacing it. We have to do what we do every week to start off the episode. We have to get into the mind of Hayes. So we're going to get into our wonderful intro music right about here. And then on the other side of this intro music, it will be in my crazy, crazy and dark, twisted ass mind. I'll see you guys there. The Awakened Soul. The Awakened Soul. Alright, so before we get into the news or any other discussions, I do want to mention. So, episode 60 is going to be the official one-year anniversary. It's actually dropping one year to the date that the first episode of The Awakened Soul dropped. So, I was just, I'm just happy that it all, episode 60, it all worked out. Um... To, to happen right around the one year anniversary. But um, so everyone who's already sent in their clips, um, I, I've, I've been requesting clips. And that is you can either email, you can send in video, 
um, I'm sorry, either our audio um, clips of your thoughts on the first year of the Awakened Soul, your favorite moments from the first year of the Awakened Soul, your favorite segment, conversation piece, whatever we've done over the course of this first year, your favorite moments from this podcast. Um, so anyone send that in. That can be sent in the Awakened Soul Pod at gmail.com. The email is in the descriptions in the description of every one of our episodes. So I'm looking forward um, to, to getting more and more um, clips in. I want to thank everyone who's already sent them in. Uh, Dan on drugs, AJ from what we going to do. Um, Justice from extra regular Ayana from I'm just saying uh, I, I'll be sitting here. A lot of people have already sent them in, but keep them coming. That first year anniversary show, it's still going to have some original segments. But I, I said it, our first year is all about you guys. It's all about the listeners because you guys are what makes the Awakened Souls special. So I want to get as many clips as, as I can because that's going to be the highlight, the meat of the show. We're going to have things built around it. Got some fun stuff planned, but <laughs> that's definitely going to be the meat. But before we get into before we get to episode 60, dropping on Wednesday this week, I actually have a special episode with recording our artist Deuce from my home state of Columbus, Ohio. Um, and for anyone who's not familiar with him, you still want to listen to that interview. We get into a great music discussion, a great discussion about uh, the MAGA hat and and interpretations and what it means. And we get into a it's just a dope, fun discussion. And he's a, a, a young brother who's really coming up in, in the music scene here in Columbus. Um, he has a bright future ahead of him. So uh, you guys definitely want to check out. So that's the special episode dropping this Wednesday. Next Sunday, we have the one year anniversary special dropping, and I cannot wait for that episode. Uh, but OK, enough talking about this podcast. Uh, I think that's everything as far as from a housekeeping standpoint that I wanted to address before we get into the actual episode. But now it's time we have to talk about the news. And, you, you know, we talk about the major events here, but I'd be remiss if the first thing that I didn't mention um, is Demi Lovato's overdose and we're after six years of sobriety um she, she relapsed nothing's come out that i think at least of, as of this recording that firmly says what it is she overdosed on but as of right now um it's been speculated that it was heroin being sober for six years and then relapsing that's it it, it sucks and, and it and you know i, I want to send prayers out to her and her family uh, her ex-boyfriend wilder valderrama i believe is how you say his last name i know i'm probably i'm terrible with names people um was at the hospital uh with her i was originally going to play the 911 clip um from from the call of when she overdosed we're, we're not we're, we're, this, this is just one thing that i'm just not going to i'm not going to do it this week um i actually have family members who were addicted to drugs and um luckily my family member he's been clean and sober for i think like 15 years at this point um but I, so we've dealt with that my family has dealt with that and i'm sure many other fa family families have dealt with addiction of some sort whether it be um, crack heroin alcohol like it, it's it's nothing uh to play with so overall I, I i felt like if i didn't mention if i didn't talk about it um that you know people would be wondering my thoughts on it you know and this happened i believe last tuesday um in which she which she overdosed and it could have very easily been a much darker situation and and luckily it was not luckily she's still around 
Um, and, you know, hopefully she grows from this and, and we need to lift her up. Like I said, in prayers, if you're a fan of hers, uh, send those tweets. It may seem like it may not do much, but uh, positive energy always goes out into the universe. While someone may not necessarily see, she may not see that tweet, um, respond to the tweet, like tweet, anything like that. It's, it's not about that. It's about sending out those positive, that positive energy and that positive vibe. So keep going. So at the Bricks Radio Live show, we discussed uh, the rape allegations against Charlemagne, the God. I don't think that I've actually discussed them here um, on The Awakened Soul, but we, we, we're going to discuss them now. And that is that earlier this month, um, an old sexual sh- assault claim against uh, Charlemagne kind of came back up. Uh, the accuser wanted to get the case reopened in a higher court. Um, the DA did find or, or decided that they must honor the plea deal that was struck um, years ago and that um, they weren't going to reopen the case. Now, uh, new news has come out that Charlemagne the God's DNA was actually not found in the rape accuser's uh, rape kit that was performed on her 15 years earlier. Um, so as of right now, you know, w- with the old plea deal, with the DNA evidence not being there, it looks like the case being reopened is not going to happen. Um, and, you know, we're, we're going to kind of steer away from from any kind of finger pointing or anything like that. Rape allegations, as I've said many times on this podcast, is something that is very close to me. And it always elicits a reaction out of me. And we, we always said we were going to at the Burks radio show, we were going to wait to pass judgment. We we're going to wait to really talk too much about it um, until facts came out about this. And so with the, with the former plea deal, with the DNA case, it looks like this is probably going to go away. Um, again, none of us was there. We, we don't know what, what happened. Rape, rape is nothing to joke with. Um, accu- rape accu- accusations are nothing to go with. But with the evidence that's out there right now, it looks like this is just DOA. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be pushed forward. Charlemagne is not going to get charged. And if he truly did not do it, then good. That That's he shouldn't be. Um you know me. I'm. I'm, and I've said it many times. We're not going to play about any rape thing here. I. I want all the sick bastards to go away. So, just wanted to give an update. What do you guys think? Does this new um, report of Charlemagne's DNA not being in the rape kit? Um, how does that make you guys feel about it? You already know where you can find me. I love having these type of discussions. I want to know how you guys feel about it. So hit me up. The next bit of news that we have that's in my mind that we'll that we'll talk about and. We do have another one that I'm going to talk about, but we're actually going to we're going to hold off and we're going to talk about a little later into the show after we get into Shanice's unpopular opinion. But this next one that we're going to talk about um, is so for anyone who's not aware, Jay-Z had a big part in getting a documentary together about the Trayvon Martin case in which we all know Trayvon Martin fatally shot by George Zimmerman. Um, The name of the documentary is Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. And in this, um, a lot of victims from George Zimmerman were interviewed. Um, and a lot of them also fear re- retaliation from George Zimmerman, because apparently the private investigator who found these people uh, and helped get them all as part of this documentary. Um, a lot of the, the victims that did speak out are, are like, as I said, they're afraid of retaliation um, or flat out another murder, as some of them said. Um and so the guy who's been speaking, the private investigator who's been speaking um, to these um, victims from George Zimmerman is a, is a man named Dennis Warren. And 
Uh, Warren claims that several of the people he's interviewed while working on the documentary um, are extremely scared um, and they don't want to know what they specifically said about George Zimmerman or have any contact with him, which is understandable. We've all seen what what's happened. We've seen how George Zimmerman has even acted since then. Um, and I can understand the fear there. Um, and a lot of this comes from a, a stalking case in which George Zimmerman sent 67 text message messages, 27 emails and called 55 times and left 36 voicemails over the course of nine days. And uh, Zimmerman actually pleaded not guilty to this. I I personally don't understand how this bastard is still just out there like he's clearly a little unhinged. Um, But nonetheless, we're not going to hopefully no one lets the silence silence them. Uh, Hopefully these people's identities are protected. Just for the fact of not having to feel fear of retaliation at all. Um, but this 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 documentary, which I believe is is coming out not too long from now, um, I, I, it it just sounds like it's going to be a very powerful, powerful documentary. And I'm, I, for one, can't wait to watch it. We will be talking about it here once we get to that point. Um, yeah, it's just overall, we're just we're just extremely I'm here at the Awakening. So excited to see this documentary. I hope that none of the people who decided to speak out against this this madman um, do get any retaliation. And I understand the fear there. But as we've seen with the Me Too movement, when people bind together and actually expose the shit that they've been going through, it helps other people come out. So I hope that this documentary becomes as powerful and not to say that it's it's comparable to the Me Too movement, because I, I think that that movement is so special. And I've, and I and I've said that many times before. For. But I do hope that anyone else who goes through any type of um, stalking or anything when they see this or whatever, we just expose it all. We want everything to be exposed, every single little bit of it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's it for right now into the mind of Hayes. We do have to transition. Uh, give me a little chance to, to regain my composure and we'll actually gonna get into my sister Shanice's unpopular opinion for this week. So we're going to get into that and I'll see you guys on the other side of that. so I know it's been a while I've been terribly sick I don't even want to get into the details I don't even really sound like myself completely but I couldn't leave you guys for another week especially with what I have to get off my chest this week so being that I've been sick I've been home and spending a lot more time on social media and I'm starting to see it more and more that society Um, I'm not sure exactly who to blame here, but they're putting a lot of pressure on women, specifically black women, in order to fix things, you know, oh, if you want something done, get a black woman to do it or things like that. And it has me thinking, like, why don't people take responsibility for themselves? Since when did it become women or black women's responsibility to do things? Another point is... 
excuse me, another point is men seeing men do things on social media and not holding each other accountable. I saw the situation where this woman was texting this guy friend or this guy that she knew that she was, you know, feeling uncomfortable and Uber and things like that. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but she was texting him and he was basically pretty passe about it. It seemed as if he ordered the Uber for her to come see him and he was sort of playing it like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. And then, of course, looking through the replies and the comments, see what conversation was happening. A lot of the men were saying, well, he told her to, you know, get out the car and say where she was. And I don't understand why she kept repeating the same things and blah, 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 blah. Which to me, I I mean, I don't get it. These men act like, you know, they don't have mothers or aunties or sisters or nieces to know what or how to treat women decently. It's just, I'm not sure where the disconnect is. In relation to that, it's, you know, when things happen with women in the news or in social media where, you know, women are abused or there's violence going on, it's always the um, a man who says, you know, before I wouldn't have seen this as a problem, but now that I have a daughter, I see it as a problem. Like, so only because you had a daughter, but when you just had a mom and a sister and an auntie and a grandma, there was no problem. Only when you help produce a child, that's that's when it's a problem. Basically, I just wanted to put men on front street here and go, you guys have to be responsible for yourselves. It is not up for it's not up to women or black women in your lives to help raise you or guide you or tell you what's right or wrong. It's not up to, you know, it's not women's fault for certain things. You have to take responsibility for your actions. And also when it comes to your relation with women and seeing things as not an issue until you have a child, please check yourself and ask yourself, like, would this be right no matter who this young girl is? Not just because she's your daughter, not even because she's your mom, aunt, or your grandma. Do you think it's right regardless? All right, so that was Shanice with her unpopular opinion, which she's never afraid to share, which she should never be. I, one of my favorite parts um, of just Shanice, the person, is how open she is with her thoughts. And, you know, that's that's why she has her own segment here. And more to come. Um, one of my favorite additions to the Awakened Soul phase two um, going into our first year was having her come on and, and be able to do that. Um, we'll get into the second edition, Scoop Grady with his petty news in just a second. But to get back into the seriousness. So this situation, which um, I'm going to call this the end, the end of the end of, end of mine, hey, segment. Um, Vin Rames uh, opened up about a situation when he was on Sirius XM um, and discussed a situation in which uh, he was in his own home and uh, uh, reportedly a neighbor called 911 said that they saw a large black man and Vin Rames went on to describe the situation and said that he opened his door and there was a red dot pointed at his face, a nine millimeter and the cop saying, put your hands up literally. Um, and that immediately he, he went on to relay that into 
situation with like Trayvon Martin and the bag of Skittles, or if that would have been his son carrying a video game or something that could have been mistaken as a weapon. Um, and this, this goes into the situation and, you know, I, I've even, um, you know, talked about, or, and it's been in the stupidity of the week of situations in which, uh, cops are being called on black men, men of color, um, in situations, just people of color, because the, like the little girl with the permit patty and everything. And while a lot of those situations you can look at and you can say, oh, that person's just idiot. That's just silly that they would call the police on something like that. It's very easily that some of these situations, especially with the situation like Vin Rames, when it's late, it's you are a large, um, intimidating man. And, you know, for, to just open your door before anything else, no knocker or anything. And you have a gun pointed at you. And and what? who's to say? What if what if Ben Rames did have some type of weapon on him legally in his house, which let's say it was legal and then would have gotten shot? Just 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 think about that. Everyone needs to. And I'm, and I'm not saying if you're suspicious, if 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 you're scared, should you call the police? Oh, that that's that's a different. A lot of the situations in which the police are called are just are just stupid situations. But let's say that legitimately you're in a situation where you feel like you see something suspicious. Vin Rames, um, who is an actor, I'm, he may not be at his house lot. I, I I don't know what he has going on. It, it could be so. Maybe his neighbors are like, well, we hear rummaging. Vin Rames is a famous person. Maybe someone broke into the celebrity's house. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Um, but then. Again, the situations in which people can be falsely shot or killed or their lives taken in a situation like this, it just it brings everything home. Um, have you guys heard the situation? Have you read into this? I, I suggest everyone go and read it. It's it's it just really makes you start thinking of how things could escalate. And while we look at the situations and we just say, hey, that's silly, that's stupid. It, shit can get serious really, really quick. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that because reading that story, it definitely like just made me start thinking, but we are going to transition into what is becoming. And I say this every, it, it's, it's a lot of people's favorite segment. Uh, we're going to get into the stupid idiot of the week after the stupid idiot. We're going to get into our segment from scoop Brady. So let's uh, go ahead and get into the musical intro for that. And I'll see you guys on the other side. You are really dumb, for real. All right, so it's time for the stupid idiot of the week, the stupid idiots of the week, and this, both of these are coming from overseas. So we have uh, imported stupid idiots of the week this week with these two. I just couldn't keep it stateside with with these two. So a confirmed and convicted serial killer, uh, Agifus Schiffer, died in what appears to be. Um, <laughs> uh, erotic asphyxiation of a sort. Um, so this inmate who was 62 years old um, took the cord from his lamp um, and wrapped it around both his nipples and his penis and then proceeded to plug the lamp up. Um, what What more can be said? Um, he died of heart failure due to excessive electricity in the chest. So, yeah. Um, and uh, again, this guy has as was a confirmed serial killer. I believe he murdered 
five female hitchhikers in the 1980s and uh, later admitted to the crime, uh, then tried to tried to retract uh, that that admission um, and said that he 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 did not actually commit the murders, but he was convicted. Um, but yes, just for being a serial killer that ended up killing yourself in a sex act, dear sir, you are definitely the stupid idiot of the week. So moving on into the next stupid idiot of the week, and this one it just gets even more stupid. This one is coming from our partners over in England, in which a YouTuber there. Um, decided to he wanted to do a youtube video in this video and i'm going to describe this in full and you guys can pretty much see where this is going um he put a plastic bag around his head filled up an empty microwave with quick drying cement uh, to make a mold of his head stuck his head then into the cement and as you can imagine shit got real real quick the fast hardening cement did harden. Um, luckily, his friends were able to put in a breathing tube while they were trying to get the microwave from around this man's head. Um, they were not actually not successful. Um, they did have to call the fire department. The fire department went on to spend an hour, an hour dismantling the microwave piece by piece and then getting the cement away from this man's head with a screwdriver. Very meticulously, this man could have easily suffocated and died. Um, and the firefighters at the time who did have to show up were really, really disgusted with what was going on. And so, young man, I'm sorry. Um, I, and I'm glad that you did not lose your life. But fast hardening cement in a microwave that you thought you were going to use to mold to make a mold of your head. There has to be quicker ways. There has to be better things that you could have easily Googled and ordered off Amazon to make a mold of your head than cement. Sir, for this situation, for taking emergency responders, what they could have been doing, um, someone who actually, well, you did need help, but for a far more life-threatening situation, uh, sir, you were just flat out an idiot, um, and you would definitely deserve the stupid idiot of the week. And to both of our stupid, stupid idiots for this week. I didn't call you idiots. I called you stupid idiots. All right. We are going to get into the petty news from Jerry Rubbers, a.k.a. Scoop Grady, uh, one of my favorite podcasters. I will see you guys on the other side. Hello, everybody. I am Jerry Rubbers, and it is all good in the hood. Rapper Kendrick Lamar made his acting debut as a drug addict named Laces on the episode Power. Now, I gotta be honest, he played this crackhead probably better than Chris Rock did in New Jack City. Kendrick need to come out with an album called Laces now. If you ask me, Kendrick deserves an Oscar for that acting. What crackhead you know can speak Spanish? Oh, I'll wait. Exactly, no damn crackhead I know can speak Spanish. All they know is, give me crack. Next, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama was dancing at Beyonce and Jay-Z concert. Now, I don't know too many presidents that go to a concert... So I guess Jay-Z and Beyonce gotta be the goat and the lady goat. I wonder if she's been drinking. She's been drinking? Maybe she'll have some watermelon later on. Shout out to Obama. Comedian Monique is asking everybody to forgive Roseanne for her racist tweet that she had made and stated, she is my sister in comedy and she made a mistake. Now, I am very, very, very confused. Didn't Monique ask us to boycott Netflix for racial bias? So how the hell you think we're going to let Roseanne get away with this? I think Monique has been drinking too much cognac and smoking too many Virginia Slims. She don't know what she want to do, but I know she better get it together right now. 
It's to the point where I feel Monique is trying to do anything and everything she can to get back into the spotlight of making money. Monique took probably the biggest L in history with this comment. Speaking of L's, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott and running back Ezekiel Elliott stated that the national anthem isn't the time or the venue to protest. Now, I understand what Dak Prescott was saying. So you have the right to say what you want to say. Also, rapper of the game can say what he wants to as he ripped into Dak Prescott like a bag of Funyuns. The game stated, congratulations to Dak Prescott, stating that he's a coon. Now, please, Jerry Rubbers would like to know your comment about this, so please leave a comment. And we just got breaking news that Carlos just broke up with his girl, Sophia. Sophia stated that he stole her food stamp card and came back to the house with groceries. She said that I am the only bitch you're going to be making food for. I don't think I can live in her world. And that is all the news that we have for today. I am Jerry Rubbers. Thank you for listening to Petty News. Don't be fooled because we got the news. Yeah, girl, I ain't got all day. You know, I'm a thug. I'm a news thug, girl. I can get you whatever you want. Concert tickets, plane tickets. Girl, I can get you whatever, girl. I am a... A news reporter by day and a hustler by night, baby girl. Don't worry how I'll get it, girl. I walk it like I talk it. And I'm about to be walking to the unemployment line. Danny, why the hell you didn't cut? All right. So just to piggyback off something that Scoop mentioned there, um, this role that Kendrick Lamar played on this week's episode of Power is absolutely hilarious. Um, so before I even talk about it, we're going to get into a couple of clips from it. Um, and then I'm going to comment on it. So we're going to start that right now. My nigga, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga. Mother. like it. It's a nice jack you got on, Poppy. Cowhide leather, right? You know the neocortex is a phenomenon that supports the five senses of the brain. It's responsible for hiding the human senses within the last century. That's how I knew that was cowhide leather. I smelled it from when you walked around the corner. But fuck all that, Poppy. Look, I got these gift cards. Give them to you. Dirt cheap. Matter of fact, give them to you just for Lucy. I scratched some of the decorations off because I ain't like the way the shit look, but these shits are still good. Get the fuck out of there, man. You for a second. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Got some good gifts also you this time, Poppy. All the barcodes are good and everything. I swear. Come on. Go ahead. All right, listen, not only was Kendrick probably the highlight of what was a so-so episode of Power, the fact that that was his first acting role, I think he killed it. Like, he played that crackhead a little too well. It's almost concerning how well he played the crackhead. But nonetheless, um, I'm glad they didn't kill him off. They teased at the end that Kanan may shoot him, but he ended up handing him his gun and telling him to sell it. So he has to come back up like he has to pop back up. Uh, As everyone knows that listens to this podcast faithfully, Kendrick Lamar is definitely one of my favorite rappers. Um, So to get him to to, to get to see him in a different light like that was just comical and hilarious. And it was just 
it was just a funny ass uh debut for him on that show um so let me know what you guys think about it uh did you enjoy it as much as i i did only played two clips he actually had a couple more scenes in the show so definitely go and check it out it's it was just hilarious but now we're going to go ahead and transition into our next segment which is the stay woke segment featuring the andrew bello who's making his return to the awakened soul we're going to get into our intro music for that and i'll see you guys on the other side Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Woke himself, the Andrew Bellows, returning. You guys heard the Stay Woke music. You know what that meant. Um, usually that means we're going to talk some politics. we got a couple of things to talk before then. Mr. Bellow, how's it going? It's going, man. I, I Part of me wants you to take away the Mr. Woke gimmick just because it's it's woke i feel like woke is so you know however many years ago uh at this point but at the same time like woke really triggers people and and for that reason i feel it's still appropriate we should stick with it <laughs> i mean i'm about to say you came up with that name yourself that was one of the nicknames i did not give you oh really did i get that well, it's hard you to keep track. yourself that <laughs> you have so many monikers uh the voice that makes the ladies moist the baby face assassin uh infamous white that was one of yours too, Infamous wasn't it? White, yes. Infamous White. Good. So, yeah, yeah. You got a, you got quite a few nicknames there, sir. But we're before we get into any politics, we're going to talk about one James Gunn. And anyone who's listened to this, we are not geeking out. This is this this has nothing really to do with the Marvel movies. It's about something totally different. Andrew Bello, you got James Gunn fired. How do you feel? I feel really good. No, I didn't. I mean, I'm not saying that I got him fired. I'm just saying that, like, if you engage me in a hostile manner on Twitter, bad things will happen to you. That's 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 all I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, James Gunn got fired from from doing the director. I guess he was just directing at this point. He wrote the first one. But I think now there's like a, you know, I'm sure he's involved, but whatever. I think he was doing more of just a directorial producer role. Well, he actually point. wrote he already wrote uh guardians through there they're still he using his it. script okay. yeah they're still using his script um so make it that whatever you will but so james gunn got fired for four tweets that were 10 years old i'm going to read a couple of these tweets i battled back and forth if, if i was going to read these or not because they are bad have you read these i've read a few of them yeah so the the three men and a, and a baby they had sex with was one of his tweets, as well as the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like, woo, this feels great not being raped. So clearly those those tweets are just ridiculous. Now, to his credit, I don't know if I want to say credit, but this was well over 10 years ago. He has since apologized about it and then apologized again after they came to light again. Um, so this and he got fired from his job. So this brings back what we're going to what we're going to talk about with this. Um, and I, I see this as problematic for a couple of reasons, Bella. You can let me know how you feel. First off, I'm pretty sure we've all said some fucked up shit online at some point. Matter of fact, if you could go back and reactivate my MySpace account and look at to see some shit I was I was sending out, whatever it was called, then in 2002, I'm pretty sure they'll take this podcast away from me. Now, do you see this as problematic as I do when you bring something up from this long ago? He's clearly grown from this right or wrong with his with his politics. He definitely doesn't say anything this uh, controversial anymore. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think uh, there's a certain period of time that passes that I think we should all take into consideration that you're you're just a different person. Like even the 
you know, I got to defend my boy and throw him in here. Even the Trump pussy comment was 11 years ago. Like, you know, and I don't think he's any different of a person for the record, but it's something that happened 11 years ago and people were killing him over it. James Gunn gets a similar treatment in this case. Um, I don't have an issue with the with the controversial language up until he starts talking about like pedophilia kind of shit. Like the fact that there's, you know, baby rape jokes. Um, I think that's where my line is like rape jokes. They're edgy, but they're cool. Not cool, but they're all right. As far as I'm concerned, like they'll pass. I'm not going to kill anybody as long as it's not like their entire shtick. Um, but baby rape jokes, that's where, that's where my line is drawn. And I think Disney realized that they probably should have dug a little bit deeper into not only his, but probably other people. Now they're coming to this realization that this sort of thing is going to become a trend. And they, they, you know, they, they reacted harshly. Uh, I, do I, do I personally think it was a, it was a, it was the smart PR move? Yeah. I think in a way, once that got out, there's enough buzz going around. Disney of all brands can't be associated with that particular, you know, baby pedophilia kind of thing going on. So I think they, they had to do it cause they're Disney and because they should have checked for this sort of stuff and they didn't. And they got caught red-handed ultimately. So let, let's let's discuss that because Disney, which is the uh, conglomerate, it's a uh, parent company of a lot of different things. So ABC, Roseanne being fired for one. So that's one side that supports, okay, they do have a hard stance on this type of thing. But on the flip side of that, um, Johnny Depp, who has flat out been accused of rape, is allowed to stay on prior to the Caribbean, which is also a Disney product. So do you see a conflict in that? Do you think if if we're taking the hard line that, OK, they had the right to fire James, which, which they have the right to fire. Him. Let's let's not let me not word it that way. But if they were right for firing him because of old tweets like this, is someone who's cur- who currently has rape allegations in Johnny Depp, should he also be removed from from his film? If that's the hard line that we're saying that Disney's taking in this. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the difference between being James Gunn, the guy behind the scenes, and Johnny Depp, who's just whose name literally sells movies. Like the fact that he was in that Lone Ranger movie alone probably doubled its value as far as box office draw. And it was a terrible movie, I'm sure. I didn't see it. I don't care. Yeah, that's what I'm figuring. But that movie would have been double trash without Johnny Depp in it, even if Johnny Depp sucked in it, because Johnny Depp was in it. People went to go see it. And, um, you know, so that that sort of is at the end of the day, this is something we even talk about over on the wrestling side. We got some deplorable human beings, Hulk Hogan, for instance, that have done some terrible things. And uh, at the end of the day, if you if there is a possibility that you can draw money from it, the company's going to really get behind it. The Guardians of the Galaxy franchise is what's drawn the money in this case, because James Gunn's just a guy behind the camera. He gets axed. Uh, okay. Roseanne was kind of falling off by that point as well. And it was kind of an easy out for them to, to pull the, you know, to pull the rug out from under her as well. So that's where I think it works on both ways. It's 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 a, it's a money thing at the end of the day. It's always so, a money thing. And, and of course, James Gunn isn't the the in front of the camera. He's behind the camera with the Guardians of the Galaxy. But anyone who knows his sense of humor, Guardians of the Galaxy is very much him. Now, they're still using the script. So a lot of that may still be captured with, with this third one. But let's talk about the reaction, because you mentioned the bottom line and what affects that. So Bobcat Gold, Gold I've, I never have been able to pronounce his because the t- the th gold thwaite bobcat everyone knows bobcat if you don't know him by name you definitely know his voice um has asked disney to remove his voice from an upcoming attraction they've had here um a lot of the stars have come out in uh, of guardians of the galaxy in support of james gunn there are even 
uh, a petition with over 20,000 signatures. Now, we see petitions for everything nowadays. They very rarely cause any effect at all. Um, but with, with, with this one specifically, the attachment to James Gunn, and because he is so interactive with Marvel's fan base. And I also want to mention, this is not a Marvel decision. Like this, Kevin Feige had nothing to do with this. This was a Disney decision. Um, but do you see this possibly affecting Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise? Because me personally, uh, you know, I'll save my, my personal opinion for what I was going to say to the end. But do you think this is going to affect the bottom line? I, I don't think it's going to affect the bottom line one iota because the type of people that are really, really gung ho about this particular issue are going to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 no matter what. That's that's just that they're going. They're not not going to see it because even if you don't want to see it, you're still like a big enough of a fan of the MCU where you're going to want to catch all the Easter eggs. You're going to you're going to miss references like you're going to end up seeing that movie if you're that passionate to where you're like p- protesting and petitioning on behalf of James Gunn. Do you think any of the stars are going to pull out of this movie? Because it's, nope. it, it, it really have you seen Batista's tweets? Yeah, I've seen Batista's tweets. It seems if any if yeah, if any if anyone does, I could see Batista doing it. I still don't think it's gonna happen. I'm just saying if I had to pick one of the stars to do it, I could see Batista, but because of the nature of his role, I can also see them kind of recasting Batista and being fine with it, unfortunately, as much as that role means to him. So you you don't think that we see any recastings or anybody pull out? I think with this level of, of universe and with the type of contracts and this, that, and the other thing, like Batista might really want to pull out. He might even go as far as to try to pull out. But legally, at the end of the day, he's going to get buried in so much paperwork and so much money that he's going to have to dump into getting out of this because I'm sure whatever contract he signed says, like, you got to give us a certain amount of notice so we can at least kill you off because that's what's going to happen if he decides to leave. They'll just kill Drax in the next movie. And and that's, that's fine. Uh, that's the way to go. I don't want him recast. Uh, so, you know, but w- with this, I mean, he might try to make a hard stand, but at the end of the day, he'll be in the movie, he'll die, and then that'll be the end of it. So you're saying Batista's pullout game is weak? I'm saying his pullout game is weak. That's what okay. I'm saying. Well, yeah. there you go. See, look, that, that maybe 10 years from now, that, that comment may get me fired. We'll see. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. but yeah. Oh, Don't I mean. go through my Twitter feed. Don't do it. <laughs> And, and let, let's talk about this. So is, is are we going to a place now? And uh, Ryan Johnson, director of uh, The Last Jedi, the Star Wars movie, he went through his Twitter and deleted over 20,000 tweets um, after this came out. Do you are we going to get to a point now to where literally everything you've ever done is going to start? I mean, everything's already out there. Even people who delete tweets, it can still be found if somebody really wants to go after it. Do we see more people lose their jobs off things that they've said or done decades ago? Um, and, and it all come back to light once the Me Too move. And I hate people who are comparing this to the Me Too movement because they're very different things. But I will say in the same sense that stuff came out there that people have kind of ignored for years, even though this is nowhere as bad as that. Is this going to start being more and more of a trend? Yeah, I think there it depends, really, at the end of the day. I mean, with uh, with the with the Me Too movement, it took Ronan Farrow from from New York Times or New York Magazine or whatever it was to go out and do the work and, and find out find Weinstein and that whole story. And then the, the, the ball started rolling downhill from there. In this case, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you got uh, I think it was Mike Cernovich and Jack Probius. I always I never know how to say his name. He's a super right wing alt right potentially 
uh, journalists out on social media, and they went and found these tweets and really pushed it in Disney's face and kind of held them to a standard because of the Roseanne thing. And I think that's sort of where this stemmed from. So uh, will it happen organically? No, it's going to be a matter of, you know, James Gunn was very vocal about how much he doesn't like our president. And he even proclaims himself not to necessarily be left wing politically. So, you know, there's certain guys on on the right that are like, hey, get behind us. And if you're not going to get behind us, we're going to bully you in, on social media. And it, it happens on both sides of the aisle. But Mike Cernovich happened to pull it off in this case, and he got a guy fired. So we'll, who will be the next person? It'll probably be well, I mean, most of the open conservatives in Hollywood have been blackballed anyway, only because Fox likes money so much did they decide to bring back uh, Last Man Standing and Tim Allen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's going to be just targeted. So if, you know, Amy Schumer has anything out there, she better hide it fast because Mike Cernovich is probably going to find that next. <laughs> she definitely has shit out there but we'll, that's the oh, story her, for whole, her whole shtick for three years was these kind of comments exactly exactly yeah. um but hey i mean so we, we i definitely wanted to discuss that with you because i know me and you both are huge guardians of the galaxy fans your personal beefs with uh james gunn aside i know that you do enjoy his film so i wanted to talk to you about this I do. This is one of those rare circumstances where I'm able to fully separate like James Gunn, the, uh, you know, the political supposed mastermind is an idiot, but James Gunn, the director and writer thumbs up. <laughs> all right, let's move into our next thing before we get to president Trump and, and all that's, that's going out there. Something that's important to us. Me, me, and you both are very much, I get, are we now like internet personalities? Is that ever reached that status yet? Bello? Uh, I've gotten pundit, um, reporter, producer. Uh, I don't know. I, that's as far as the, the, these are just what names like Hameen has given me in random interviews over at the Hameen Media Group. Uh, yeah, I completely understand that. But I, I, we 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 both do our thing and have our own movement in in this social media media world, whatever you want to call it. So the censorship of free speech on social media. I sent you an article, uh, which you probably had already read before I sent it to you because you just read every fucking thing. Um, but <laughs> an article that, that was based off the, a report that's titled the censorship master plan decoded. Um, so let's, let's just go over here. So it, this all begins with uh, triple threat institutions, which are listed as corporate legacy media, left leaning objective fact checkers, Social media sites which attack free speech. No, oh, social media sites, and then uh, which attacks free free speech on three different fronts: um, lynch mob, fact checking, shadow, um, all that good shit. We'll talk about yeah. it. <laughs> we'll we'll break it down a little bit more. But I mean, overall, the censorship of of, of your free speech, man, because we're both outspoken as hell. How do you feel about it? I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. This is this is one of these things that I think I'm I'm pretty consistent on across the board. As as much as I am a fan of individual freedom, uh, I, I can't help but just be super pro free speech. And and I'm very much also a capitalist. And I think even in the world of intellect, in 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 the level of intellect, the free market of ideas will take care of itself. So I want everybody to be able to say whatever they want to say. And if you want to make a baby rape joke. People won't follow you if they have a fucking soul. Uh, you know, if you want to do this, people won't follow you. If you want to say the earth is flat, some people won't follow you. You know, whatever the case may be, 
Um, I, I think people should be able to say whatever they want to say. And at the end of the day, like the, the idiots will expose themselves and no one will pay attention to them. So I, I think as far as the censorship goes, I mean, what we're going to get into with, with social media, uh, basically the article itself is kind of making the platform that now we're in a hyper social society that exists in, in like an electronic and digital level. Basically you and I are nowhere near one another right now. And here we are communicating we're talking, we're looking at one another. We got a camera here. Uh, there's, there's Twitter, whatever the case may be, Facebook, all these things. These have become the new medium for regular everyday discussions. And if my opinions aren't popular with the particular platform, Facebook, Twitter, they can just kind of, you know, maybe people don't see this tweet, you know, maybe people don't see this post by Andrew Bella, whatever the case may be. And they can ultimately kind of form things where, you know, for as much as people want to say Russia meddled in our election, our media and social media meddled in our election. They'll they'll expose some information. They'll push it to the top of the page. They'll bury other information. And really, they're controlling the narrative without you even realizing it. Like you might not consider yourself right, uh, you know, left leaning. But 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 when you open up your news page, everything's MSNBC, CNN, yada, yada, yada. And then seven eight pages down, it's Fox. And it's by design. Like Google doesn't like Fox. So Google's not putting Fox at the top of the page, which isn't to say that Fox is always right, or for that matter, ever right about anything. Never. But it's They're just, never you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fair <laughs> enough. Um, but, you know, they are the, the right-wing mainstream media. There's the left-wing mainstream media. There's CNN that, that is the left-wing mainstream media and claims to not be. And then, you know, if, if they just don't want to share a certain opinion... Mark Zuckerberg just says, yeah, we know we're not sharing Fox articles today. Yeah, Alex Jones doesn't have a right to exist on the Internet. Uh, ben Shapiro, yeah, let's knock him down because he's he's the world's most Jewish Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was funny. Um, but Mark, fuck I, Mark Zuckerberg. I hate I hate Zuckerberg. Like, I, I know that there's a whole joke about you having a punchable face, but that man has a punchable face. I don't I, I I don't think he's human. I still don't. I look at him. He's a robot, reptile, something or other. Watch that man do an interview for any length of time. Like he sweats, he fidgets, he's like complete he's not, not human. There's just something completely off about him. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's what happens when you stab your best friends in the back to become a billionaire at eighteen or whatever. But to get back on the on censorship for free speech. Um so I mean what can we do, Bella? What can we do to battle this censorship and this attack on our free speech? I don't think there's much we can do other than let's hold the mediums accountable for what they're claiming, right? Like Facebook at one point or another, Twitter at one point or another claimed to be a platform for everybody, by everybody, you know, maybe not in those exact words, but they always claim to be an open platform. YouTube as well. Um, all of these places, they, they, they create a forum. And then if you say this and I say that, they don't like what I say and they could start knocking it down. What we really need is for Facebook to just come right out and say, like, we're essentially a media platform. We're very left leaning and, you know, put it out there for the world and be honest about what they're what they're doing. Um, because at the end of the day, it's the right now, but it could be the left in 20, 30, 50 years on the other end of this. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter who the victim is, whether you like them or not. They just don't deserve to be the victim because this is just like the censorship. It is very much like that article says um, it's almost removing your right to exist. If you and I have shows, you have let's say we both have politics shows. You have a left leaning one. I have a right leaning one. 
and we're both just doing the exact same stuff on social media. We're doing, you know, this, that, and the other thing, and they just don't want mine to get as much exposure. They click a button or an algorithm says, because I quote Ben, uh, Ted Cruz or whatever, and you quoted Nancy Pelosi. Like, I just, I don't get seen by a large swath of the open internet or for that matter, sometimes even your own friends and followers, they don't even get to see these things. That's crazy. Like you can have notifications on a YouTube page that you like, like if you're a fan of Steven Crowder, for instance, I'm sitting here looking at my mug right now. Um, it, it, they can just not give you the notification. And so you don't get that information that day, whether they like it or not, you like it and you're entitled to it. And it makes you think more about this missed notifications. Like me and you are very active on Twitter and Facebook. There are flat out times where I don't get notifications of shit I'm tagged in. And it just makes you think like, I, I'm not, I, I'm becoming more of a conspiracy theorist. Thank you, Billy Ray Valentine. But um, <laughs> but seriously, it does make you think when I'm directly tagging something. I'm looking at my notifications. I don't see it. But someone says, hey, I tagged you. And what do you think? And I have to go to that person's page to see it. And it doesn't pop up in my notifications. Just makes you think. So you have you have to stay aware. And, and I'm, I, I'm not going to point any fingers because I think, honestly, every website possible you go on there's some type of censorship on there um i do agree with you though i think that if these companies are more outright with their political leanings it just makes everything a little bit easier but still that doesn't give you the right to censor anyone else's voice it's true and and ultimately what needs to happen is competition right like i've heard funny ideas on right-wing news sites that all the right-wingers should go back to myspace and colonize myspace and i was like okay (laughs) is that still up is, is MySpace still a website? I like, think really? MySpace is still a thing. Yeah, you can still wow. go back and do MySpace. So all the right wingers were like, we should just all move over there. We could say whatever we want. And the left wing, you know, people will stay on Facebook and that'll be it. Well, it'll just be the digital divide in this country. Self-imposed segregation, I suppose. But, you know, somebody just needs to come along and be more open minded than Facebook and be able to get nearly as many subscribers very quickly. Like Facebook has just become it's not even it's not even like a phone company it's just like the phone like 20 years ago <laughs> exactly. i talked to you on the phone today i talked to you on facebook and we let it happen we slow we just, and the same same thing that's happening with ai we're slowly inviting it into our homes and when it just takes over and we realize that they've been listening to every fucking thing we've been saying uh Hey, we have nothing to blame but ourselves. No, and you know what? And that just thank you for for saying that because that kind of always triggers something with me. Everybody says, I don't care. I got nothing to hide. Well, the bottom line is, is it doesn't matter whether you have anything to hide or not because you're if you show them so much, like I was saying, like even like things as simple as targeted ads on your computer. Talk about something really random around your computer that you haven't looked up anywhere online. Give it a couple days and all of a sudden that, you know, that 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 broomstick that you were looking at for whatever case may be is suddenly there's going to be ads there. And it's just they're, they're They have the ability to make you buy things that you even thought about buying without actually tapping into your head like they just they find they know everything uh, about you. Essentially, they know your grocery list. They know like when you go to the bathroom, they, it, it's not necessarily something that they can weaponize just yet. But they can feed you certain information knowing that you'll buy into certain things. And ultimately, it, that sort of thing affects elections way more than the $100,000 worth of Russian memes. Yeah. I mean, just for example, on that is I plugged up my new sound interface into my computer. I swear, never in one of those Google ads has an XLR cable ever popped up. All of a sudden now, every time I get on the Internet, an XLR cable is the ad. 
You know what's weird? My, my computer at work is straight up old school desktop, no microphone, no nothing. Me and my coworker, um, her daughter is living in Israel for a period of time. We talk about Israel all the time. And I start going on websites and Israel ads like for vacationing start popping up. It's not even like I don't even know that this thing has a microphone that I can use. But sure enough, you know, it has a microphone in some way, shape or form. You know, And, and, and that's the thing is that it's not I don't even know if it's necessarily your computer. Do you have your phone like our phones are always listening? Like, how do you think? OK, Google and Siri work They're Oh, I just said, OK, Google, my phone opened up just like that. They're always listening. And just because of that, you never know what information they're taking in. Yeah, it's. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really tough because we've got so many people conditioned to just love this shit. They love Alexa. They don't care that Alexa's listening to them. Even if they think all of these things are possible, they still don't want to have to get up to order that thing that's going to come in two days via Amazon Prime. Like they just. Yeah. And Alexa's listening to to married couples have sex all the time. When you start getting ads for sex toys, you know why. Um But anything left on censorship before we move over and start talking a little politics, Bella? No, uh, not necessarily. I mean, it's all—it's not only just the censorship to me. It's it, it, as important as that is and as wrong as it is for them to be doing it on pretty much any level unless they're going to explicitly tell you that that's what they're doing. Um, it's also the push of information that, that goes along with that, that they have the ability to do. Um, certain, even things like as, as you know, you know, my, my, my personal opinions about transgender, uh, the, the whole movement and all that thing, um, all that stuff. So, um, if they wanted to, you know, make it more sympathetic now, all of a sudden, like they can just start pushing transgender, um, news articles to the top of your feed and they're making it more, um, you know, now, now I'm starting to see not to liken the two exactly, but now I'm starting to see more things about pedophilia and all this sort of stuff. Uh, there's people trying to normalize it at an alarming rate in this country, apparently, um, which is very weird. And the fact that that's popping up on my newsfeed means that millions of people are seeing it. And now, you know, as crazy of an idea as pedophilia as a sexual orientation is now it's it's in the headlines it's on the front page it's on this that and the other thing and it's becoming more and more of a of a you know just by by virtue of the fact that it's being exposed to the public it's going to ultimately start getting accepted it was the same thing with the transgender movement in that respect i will liken the two and it's same thing even as far as the lgb part of the lgbt it started becoming more and more normal as it became more and more exposed so the, it's not to say that that's any of that is a bad thing or some of it might be a bad thing um but they they can condition an entire population just by pushing buzzwords at you to the point to where they just become normal. Absolutely. And it, and it makes you think about like what our children are going to see as normal. Because like right. my, my son walks into a room, the four year old, and she's Alexa because he doesn't say L's. And like he knows to talk to Alexa like he, he and it's and it's just crazy. Like imagine when we were that age, if someone told us that we can talk to this little dot that's in the middle of the living room, we would have thought you were fucking crazy. Yeah. And so that's like that's the, Jets and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean it's it's dark times ahead, man. I hate to be morbid, but it just really is. Like you have people trying to merge with AI. Like I, I don't have time for all this shit. I'm, this is I'm, true. I'm there are people school. trying to merge with AI. Come on, man. <laughs> Regular eyes just fine, you know? Just got you gotta have the eye though. Yeah, because some people some people don't even have that. (laughs) A lot of people don't. Unfortunately, the the eye is not that common. Um, But let's let's move on. Let's let's end this segment. We're going to talk about a little politics here. And Michael Cohen 
has alleged that Trump knew about the Trump Tower meeting between Trump Jr. and the Russians, uh, which has been denied by Donald Trump Jr. himself. Mr. Bellow, as as the the resident Trumper, you've you you called yourself that in in our text message today. I would have never called you that, but you know what? Fuck it. Um, what do I, you make of all this, man? It's fair enough. No, you know what? Somebody needs to come out and speak on his behalf. Sarah Huckabee Sanders does a pretty good job, but he doesn't always do a great job. And uh, and frankly, at the end of the day, at least you can my, admit that. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. He's not the greatest. You know, he's not the most articulate person, especially coming off Obama, who was. You know, he was like cutting like the rock promos out there. Like he, he was just Barack had charisma. And that's really oh, what absolutely. carried him in a lot in a lot of ways. Um, and Trump doesn't have any of that. Um, but he he has this just brute force that he brings down upon all of his enemies, whoever they are, the EU, um, you know, Kim Jong Un, Russia, uh, the press, obviously, the Democrats, all of these things like he targets you. He just comes down hard. And if you call him out on your stuff. He just keeps doubling down on it. So um, in this case, I'm going to give you at the full-blown uh, opinion of somebody, and this is just my opinion. He absolutely fucking knew that that meeting took place, and I don't care. Because none of that, none of that really means anything at the end of the day. Anybody who's just trying to find dirt on their opponent in politics, now we're going to start going after people for doing that unless – Somebody can prove to me that there was an exchange of fa of political favor that was offered to the Russians on behalf of the pr potential president at that time. I, I none of this means anything. Now, if they said to Russia, "Give us the dirt on Hillary, and we'll uh, lift economic sanctions, or we'll we'll um, accept your annexation of Crimea, or we'll never sell weapons to the Ukraine." then I'd be all for it. But what has actually happened is Trump got elected. It had very little to do with Russian meddling. And he's done all of those things. He has said, we're not accepting your annexation of Crimea. He's arming Ukraine to defend themselves in the event that the, that the Russians try to attack them. And he's levied heavy economic sanctions on them. So this whole idea that he's in bed with them is just a myth, folks. It's just, it's a myth. He talks nice about Putin. He talks nice about Kim Jong-un. That's his negotiating tactic. He wants to be buddy-buddy with the guy he's going to be in the room with. That's, the, that's, that's how it works for him. That's how it's always worked for him. And he's, he's, he'll put over – he would put over anybody. I mean he's put over the worst person in the world. Kim Jong-un is like one of the worst people on the face of this earth. And he next called him Hillary. a strong – Next to well, – you're right. Um, but yeah, you know, he called him a strong leader. He called him this, that, and the other thing. But what none of us know is what happened when they sat down across the desk from one another. And I have a feeling it was not so, you know, rah-rah patty cake from Trump. You know, you think Trump is going to get strong-armed by a little, you know, a little goober from North Korea whose dad gave him the throne essentially. And he's he's had no idea what he's been doing this entire time other than trying to blow himself up with nuclear weapons. <laughs> Like, I mean, there was no way Trump was going to go in there and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really worried about not having to turn your country into a parking lot. Like, it, <laughs> there's, there was just no real way. And the Russia thing, like, Russia wasn't relevant until people said, ooh, he's in bed with Russia. Russia's got the GDP of Italy. We have three states in this country that have a higher GDP than Russia. The only thing that they have is a nuclear arsenal that rivals ours. And unless they all want to die, they'll never, ever use it. Well, damn, Bello. Sorry, um, man. No, no, no. Just stop apologizing. No, you're fine. You're fine. As many rants as I go on, you're absolutely fine. So just to roll it back. So you are saying that you believe that Trump absolutely knew about the meeting. 
firmly. And even like maybe maybe he didn't, maybe he did, but I don't think like it was. I don't think he wouldn't have okayed it even if he did. Frankly, I think he just would have been like, yeah, if you can go get dirt on Hillary, go get dirt on Hillary. Okay. And so, all right. So with that, with that, let's move that to the side. So they he did meet with with Russia. He knew about the meeting with Russia. Let's say, and, and well, and there's and there's been no hard proof of what political favors, if any, were promised or done um, it, it, with with this information. But let's say that solid information does come out. What's your reaction at that point? If he actually legitimately offered them some sort of favor in exchange for it, um, I'd still be completely fine with it because he stopped Hillary from being the president. But I would completely understand that at that point, legal action needs to be taken, and he'll probably get impeached. You know what? You can't get any more reasonable than that. Like I, for all the, the Hillary ha- Clinton being our president would have been the worst thing that ever happened to the history of the world. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of things I'm willing to justify that stop that. But at the end of the day, there are laws. There's a process, and he probably would get impeached, and rightfully so. Yeah, he absolutely would get impeached, and, and he should if the, if that ends up being the case. And you know, for all the, I think that the the hate for Trump, which again, I'm not a Trump supporter and I can understand a lot of it. Um, not the, the radical, just craziness that everyone gets, but I can understand why, why someone would not want Trump to be our president because I'm one of those people as well, but let's just be realistic in dealing with Hillary is for anything that anyone has to say bad about Trump is basically the exact same. If not, yeah, worse. worse. The Clintons in general are just like, there's a, there's a legitimate body count. Google it. I wish I wish we had Billy Ray Valentine here because I know people are going to hear that and they're going to say, "Well, what?" That's a story listen, for another day, Bello. That's a story if, for another day. Listen, there's a there's a list of about 120 people that are connected to them that have died mysteriously, and even if two or three of them are legitimate, it's still terrible. So go ahead and go look at it. Google it. But um, <laughs> anything left to say? I mean, we we ran through that fact. I I. I I couldn't argue with anything you said. Like, I mean, you you were so rational about it. I fuck. Um, but uh, anything left with Putin, Trump, anything left political in your mind, below? What's going on? I'll say from a from a personal standpoint. This again, just strictly my opinion based on just information I've gathered, but nothing particularly specific. It's just a theory at this point. But I think Trump, one of his big fears, Trump also sort of kind of a conspiracy theorist um, on several fronts, has started a few, as a matter of fact. Um, But I think he's worried about um, I think he's worried about the globalization of government. He's worried about open borders. He's worried about a one world government. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with this concept, basically the idea is that the United Nations would encompass all countries or something similar to the United Nations and that that governing body would basically make decisions for the entire world. Um, and as somebody who's, um, uh, not even, not even a state's rights guy, like I'd like the most important politician in my life to be my mayor because he's closer to me than the president or any world leader would ever be. Um, you know, so I want, I want smaller governments, smaller, the power being brought down to the state county town level, whatever the case may be. So the last thing in the world I want is global government where some guy in Helsinki is making a decision that's going to affect you and I because he's even farther removed from it than Trump is because he's at least here in, in the United States and has to deal with the consequences of it. So he's worried about something like that. And I think the reason that he tries to buddy with Putin is that he knows that Putin and Russia are the one country in the world that, um, that very much like us, hopefully, will never, ever give in to something like that. 
and that Russia will try to be Russia. Russia's going to Russia, folks, and the U.S. is going to U.S. And as long as the two, you know, is I think as long as Trump thinks he has an ally of somewhat of some sort of strength in that battle, he's going to try to maintain that relationship in some way. And and that's just politics. Um, that's what that right. is. Like every pre- sitting president has has brokered some type of relationship that people would frown upon like that's just period point blank there's 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 people that you just don't get along with um you know people people maybe you don't agree with but you know in some cases the you know the the enemy of my enemy is my friend and i think he sees that in putin in some respect and that like the eu is this overbearing body that's basically a beginning towards that globalization it was just a bunch of countries in europe now it's the european union and soon it's nato you know and un and you know whatever they call the big ultimate grand plan that they might ultimately have but um you know he he, he sees putin as a guy that's just going to stand his ground just like he's going to do and i think he he respects that at least to some degree so all the conversation about and i, I hate to to even to legitimize this but the conversations that are that are had about trump being afraid of putin all that good shit putin trump being putin's bitch what do you say to that i kind of laugh i i think it's just it's it's sort of laughable to me i think trump is um I, well public perception be what it is you know like people out there think he's just this big you know ridiculous balloon buffoon I don't think he's the smartest guy in the world. I think he's got a certain degree of savvy that none of us will ever be able to fully understand. I think he's got a little bit of street smarts to him. And I do think at the end of the day, he's just a big, tough, loudmouth New Yorker. And uh, whether we like it or not, he's a much better representation of the United States than any president has been in the past. Because at the end of the world, that's what the, that's how the world looks at us. The big, loudmouth Americans coming out to other countries. And you could spot them a mile away if you're walking down, you know, near the Eiffel Tower or near the Coliseum. Uh, you know, we, we are very much the Trumps of the world, whether we like it or not. Um, so I think that Putin looks at a guy like that and I, I think he just doesn't really know how to handle him. He's so unpredictable. He doesn't really fear. He's shown no real, you know, maybe respect, but certainly not fear in any of his language towards Russia. Definitely not in his policy. Like I said, all the things that he is doing to crack down on Russia in the, in a policy aspect. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think, uh, you know, Putin looks at this guy as as an equal as far as bravado and will. And, you know, like as long as Donald Trump is our president, Russia is never going to try to do anything st- super crazy because he has no idea how Trump's going to react to it. And the you know, fire that's just the way and the fury. Right. And, you know, you know, deep down, just look at the guy. Like, think about Trump. Trump is, uh, you know, whether we like it or not, he's sort of just kind of a man's man. He wants to blow shit up. Like he's ready oh, to give yes, to give me to. a reason, you know. <laughs> that's that's it. He some one gas attack in Syria, and he dropped what is known as the mother of all bombs. He's looking to blow some shit up, so he's just looking at Vlad like make a move. Same with same with Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong, I hope he makes one just so like, well, because that motherfucker is such a loose cannon, and people don't realize it. Like, and and I gave credit. Um, to Trump when they when they were able to work out that deal because it seriously was looking there for like a couple of days like for a while not a couple of days that it was gonna get nasty real quick yeah there was a missile that was shot like over Japan and there was that at that point I'm like they hit Japan we got to do something like there's oh, no absolutely. way we're not going to bat for Japan and um, yeah and by the way 
you're, you probably don't know this if you've been watching the news at all, but they're starting to denuclearize. They've actually begun the process of breaking down one of their plants. Everybody said, oh, he got nothing out of the deal. Well, we got a bunch of uh, U.S. soldiers remains and they're starting to denuclearize and we have no idea and all all we had to do was stop doing military drills with south korea seems like a pretty good deal to me yeah absolutely and people won't people won't don't want to admit like to admit that but you know what honestly trump got that done right period point blank he got it done but we have to end it like we, we we you know politics are always difficult for some people to hear and talk about i'm sure somebody's pulling out their hair right about now so let's end it on just just something that everyone tends to love or most people that is the mcu disney officially buying fox Woo-hoo. the merge is officially complete fantastic four x-men deadpool all that good shit coming back into the marvel cinematic universe are you ready for it i think i'm really really ready for it um my biggest hope is that like I mean, there's so many crossovers and this, that, and the other thing. I think the biggest, the biggest curveball I'd like to see thrown coming out of all of this is instead of a, um, instead of a Deadpool mix with the Avengers, I want to see a Deadpool Netflix series. I want ten oh, yeah, episodes absolutely. of Deadpool, even if they're a half an hour. Give me it in that form, and and you know, hopefully Ryan Reynolds will will jump on board for something like that. But I, I think I'd like to see him in that format more so than in a movie. And I think if Trump. you give Ryan, Ryan Reynolds the budget and the, basically the the ability to say, okay. Not going to do the big screen, but you can have your own 10, 10 episodes, which is 10 hours on Netflix. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. I think he'll do it. I think I think there's a lot of people that should take those deals anyway these days. I mean, Netflix is basically just a really like if you have a Netflix series, you just have a really long movie. I sit yeah. down. I, cr- I crushed, you know, glow in, in a Saturday afternoon, the whole series. It's like five plus hours of, of fake, fake women's wrestling. Uh, and you have the the Disney uh, streaming service coming too, so it doesn't even necessarily have to be on Netflix. Yeah. So they already have they have two Star Wars shows that are coming to that. They haven't announced uh, they're, anything. They're Marvel not putting yet. the Deadpool show on the Disney streaming service. They have to. No, it probably would be Netflix. But uh, my 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 hope for it is I hope Infinity War, or Avengers Four, whatever it's going to end up being called, like the after credit scene is just either Galactus or like Silver Surfer just floating in space. Like that's all I need. That's that's it. Yeah, if that's all hammered out, I guess they could definitely give us. That's probably if we see any tease, it'll have to be in the in the end 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 credit scene at this point. Like the movie's pretty much made, I would figure. Um, yeah, I th- yeah. I think they have reshoots scheduled. I think I read something about reshoots for a couple of scenes. But yeah, I mean, the thing is with like Silver Surfer or even Galactus, like if they don't show all, you don't have to have an actor. It's completely CG. Like you don't even have to show his face. Just so show the board flying in space or something like that's all I need to see. Yeah, yeah, like they did with Thanos with the chair for a while. Like that wasn't you know that wasn't Josh Brolin sitting there or whatever for for those first couple of appearances. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing Fantastic Four done well and all of the the Chris Evans jokes because of uh, he's he's done his cap right. So maybe he can play the t- Human Torch again. We get reprised. <laughs> Oh, man, that's going to be fucking hilarious, man. All right. So by 2020, do we get either some one of these Fox characters on big screen? By 2020, probably not. But we'll get it. We'll get a trailer by Christmas. Trailer. Like, you know, by that point, we'll we'll get something. We'll get a little little teaser, little. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go with the with the X-Men properties. Do they just completely start over? Do they try to keep what they've got going? I, that's the thing that. is that I read something about like you know they had that Phoenix movie, Dark Phoenix movie. It's basically yeah. completed, but I read something yesterday that was like they may scrap the whole film. Wow, 
So, like, it has to be horrible. Or Marvel just has a bigger plan in mind. Uh, I guess it's not Marvel's money that went into it. It was Fox's at this point, like, to just scrap the whole property. Yeah, I guess it would really need to stand in the way of some grand plan. Because if you have a movie almost done with the X-Men name on it, like, it's going to make some money to scrap the whole thing entirely. That seems extreme. It seems like a part of a a grand scheme. Yeah, I think I think. The X-Men movie, like, used some form of the scrolls, which are appearing in Captain Marvel. So that may be why they scrapped it all, because they're just like, we can't have that. Yeah, Captain Marvel's only going to make a bajillion dollars, so I think it'll make up for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Bello, your fi- final thoughts before we leave. Your your prediction. If, they, if you're like me, they've evolved, like, three or four times for Avengers 4. For Avengers 4... Uh, the conclusion of Avengers 4 is going to be Ant-Man tricking Thanos via sleight of hand and Thor actually going for the head, and that'll be it. That'll be how it ends, with Stormbreaker going right through Thanos' face. I actually love that. Like, <laughs> All right, well, there you go, Bella. Tell the wonderful oh, people. Oh, and the post credit scene is going to be Luis from Ant-Man telling the entire story of the MCU from the beginning up until the end of Avengers 4. Yo, there was this rich guy, right? And he just starts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, damn. Anyone who's listening, if that's not the ending, make that the fucking ending. Bello, I, I, tell heard they have, I heard they have an opening over there. Um, so, you oh. know, taking James Gunn's job, I feel like would be the sweetest justice <laughs> of the ball. Disney, holler at me at Twitter, <laughs> at Bello being Bello. And uh, Hayes, a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me aboard. I'm I'm feeling like we're going to have a new wave of me coming on here more often because there was a little bit of a blip there. And you know I miss it. I I love this place. Don't keep me away from the soul, man. Uh, Anytime, (laughs) man. You know both our schedules. My schedule is getting a lot more normalized now. But uh, we've both been busy. We've been taking over our respective corners of the Internet. So we have to to have our universes cross over a little bit more so absolutely you see there has not been a stay woke segment without you so it's just just waiting on you i appreciate it yeah you're keeping (laughs) keeping it warm for me i guess but uh yeah follow all of the random stuff that i'm doing uh like i said on twitter at bellow being bellow and all my stuff over at the humming media group as well as the next level wrestling podcast which also features uh it was featured on the wrestling world podcast network and uh and i happen to talk a lot about other rest other things other than wrestling so if you look at the show notes on any given week you'll see the 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 topics maybe it's worth the 10 minutes out of the hour to listen to me talk about uh transgender actresses <laughs> well bello man thank you as always for joining me man tell the people good night good night people peace peace all right ladies and gentlemen that has been the show for this week i want to thank you guys for listening and sticking through as i always say if you made it this far you are a brave brave so nonetheless i want to get, say thank you to Andrew Bello, uh, Shanice, and Scoop Grady, all who contributed to this episode with their segments and their time. <sighs> the first year is almost here. We have, the, like I said, at the top of the show, we have the special interview dropping on Wednesday this week. And then after that, episode 60, episode 60, dropping August 4th, the one year anniversary of The Awakened Soul. I can't wait for this episode. Um, we got various clips. We have. So of the clips we got sent in so far, we have some that are very introspective, um, some that are silly, some that are deep, some that are just intelligent. Like it's so much into this um, this anniversary show. I can't wait to just share this with the world. I'm all, I've been working on it already. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to it's going to be great. It's going to be a hit. Um, I can't wait for it. But I want to thank 
you guys for helping me get to this year. Um, all the mushy stuff will be on the next episode. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow the Awakened Soul Pod at Awakened Soul Pod on Twitter. Um, any social media that the podcast is on, that's where you can find it. It's either at Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on the character limitation. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Pod at gmail.com. also want to give a shout out uh, where we can be found. Uh, every social media platform, I mean, I'm sorry, every podcasting platform, but we can also be heard on LNJ Radio out in Florida. We can also be heard on The Real Midwest Radio. We can also uh, soon to be heard. Uh, it, this is this is just all working out. So I have details coming, but the Awakened Soul Live is happening, and more details to come on that next week at the end of the anniversary show. Everything is just working out perfectly. Thank you guys. Uh, this closing is going on way too long. I will see you guys uh, next week. I love each and every one of you. Peace. You don't really mean that. Girl, you don't believe that. How you gon' leave me? Then come back around like you need me. You don't really mean that. Girl, you don't believe that. How you gon' leave me? Then come back around like you need me. Me and you been arguing ever since we done started this. From going off how you going off what the problem is. We back and forth and we bickering like them politics. Hold up, I gotta take this. You swear another bitch calling me. What's this bitch talking about? I don't give a fuck about